0: Welcome to the RC Scrap Pile. You're listening to the number one podcast for RC right here, right now. Check it out.
1: RC fucking Scrap Pile in the house.
2: Welcome back the RC Scrap File podcast. Tonight's guest, Richard Beers. What's up, Richard? How's it going, man?
0: (laughs) Doing good. Doing good.
3: uh, (laughs) We've been working on this one for a minute. We have. He's been busy. We've been busy. I mean, it's just all been kind of entertaining.
2: This this is a good one. I've been looking forward to this.
3: Man, I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. And I think the funny part about it is... You've known me since I was probably eight, nine years old, probably 10, somewhere in there. Probably, yeah. You know, uh, I think you and Dad hung out racing maybe a little bit and, you know, just uh, around the Oklahoma City flying scene in general.
0: Right. Yeah, sure did
3: you know so i i kind of remember the first time i ran into you was down at Southside. did i legitimately remember and i thought damn this guy can fly you know and my dad always talked about this dude named richard beers you know and he was a hell of a a hell of a racer you know (laughs) and then this guy shows up and he's a hell of a pilot too you know and that's even proven today you know with the
0: well back back in the day your dad was building hookers and i was building blue maxes right and i built i built 20 over and 30 over and then i built a 50 over and uh so that's kind of where i kind of hooked up with your dad because you know blue max is kind of a modified hooker
3: right or hookers modified blue max i mean yeah. they kind of go yeah. hand in
0: hand right
3: you know and, and back then uh, it was all about the scratch building you know oh yeah uh you know or they having planned that having plans laid out or however you built them you know i mean that, having a table to sit around and do it
0: oh yeah so, oh yeah
3: you know that's uh, uh so what was the what was kind of the standard size that you did like a 90 si- or like a 92 stroke or a 62 stroke
0: or well the my favorite size was 20 over we used sato 80s on them okay they ended up about four and a half pounds with right 68 inch wingspan
3: Right, yeah, that's a that's a good size, good size airplane. Yeah. That's, uh, I think the Hooker may have been a little heavier in in the world of that, because our Sado I think our Arcedo 80 powered size was around sixty-four or sixty-five inches. Yeah. So I mean, but still, still close and in the same same range of the world. Right. You know, it's still a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I think the uh, Blue Max had a little thicker airfoil on it than the right it wasn't quite as good in the wind as the hooker
3: well well and that the hookers work real they don't care if it's windy not windy obviously it's more fun to fly in less wind but you know i mean that's just all part of the part of the world we live in boy that was loud
2: oh yeah easy on setting the cup down oh sorry (laughs) jeez you've met my wife
3: fallon I richard beers but uh you know there's there's lots of cool history uh even when you go past that the racing i mean uh obviously you dealt with norm johnson and norm and
0: johnson and and who was the guy that owned the hobby shop mike southern mike southern yeah yeah uh
3: i were you involved so the west side club at one point had a and I, I think they did it in the spirit of racing. They did a, it, a Quickie 500 deal. It had to be 500-square-inch airplane. Right. And they ran Fox 40s, and they all had to have the same prop. You could do whatever you wanted to the engine. It was a 500-square-inch Quickie, same prop, club fuel, Fox 40. You could do whatever you wanted to the engine.
0: Okay. No, I was never involved in that. I must have been coming to an end just when I started. Uh, racing
3: uh maybe Is i I, my dad he built a yellow fever and went out there and properly thumped them yeah you know and it was a lot of fun there was there was some good shit involved but it was a lot of fun speaking
2: of a lot of fun man my first time i met this guy (laughs) what kind of plane was that that you had out there man uh at at baxter at baxter it's been a couple of months ago oh when i flew the pylon airplane yeah Oh, that was a Q forty. Okay, a Q forty. I've never seen anything like that in my life. I didn't know Richard. I was hiding behind shit. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even. I, I, I pussed out. But anyway, most ridiculous shit I've ever seen in my whole entire
0: life. Yo, at a race, there's four of those going on at I, one time. I need to go to a race. <clears throat> yeah. Well, there's
2: shit I can hide behind. That's all I need to know. No.
0: <laughs> that's coming up. uh the closest race is in Wichita, Kansas. In September, About, right? Well, there's one in uh, May, May 7th and 8th, and then one in September, September 24th and 25th. So.
2: Yeah. Wichita's not too far away, man. I'm, I might have to go check that
0: out. It's well worth checking out. It, um, the, the spring race, we have Quickie on, on Saturday and then Q- Q40 on Sunday. So you get to see both. The, the fall race is just strictly Q40.
1: So which is the faster airplane?
0: Q40s.
1: Okay. So how do you get qualified to race in them?
0: Well, you, you just show up. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and don't act like a dumbass. Right. If, if you're dangerous, we'll tell you to leave. But right. But as long as you're under control, uh, we don't really have any qualifying or... Um, I feel like I may be dangerous.
2: I better just spectate. And it's not because I'm dangerous. It's because I I don't think I have the skill or ability to hang on to something like that. I
3: I don't necessarily know that it obviously take it takes balls at clank, number one. Absolutely. And it does take a lot of skill, but at the same time, I don't necessarily think they're a hard airplane to fly.
0: Oh, no. They're great airplanes to fly. They fly great. Um, nothing tricky about them the biggest issue is getting them set up properly to race
3: right to go Uh, fast turn left and not
0: snap or not you know not climb or dive when you go around one and uh, because you don't have time to think about that you got to be able to just well the airplane where it's supposed to go (laughs) right and if you think about something it's panic time because you're thinking okay something was wrong because i thought about something you're already behind it you're already behind it yeah exactly yeah
2: i I want to be in but how you describe that i'm so out i'd be overthinking it guaranteed
3: well and i've been watching this kind of uh circle around and even just starting them is a
2: challenge Yo, just trying to get that little bastard to start. Well, man, after him watching him fly that that one day, I went home, I probably watched a 100 YouTube videos cuz I was like that's the coolest shit I've ever freaking seen. I'm scared and I'm intrigued. I might have pissed myself a little bit, you know? And dude, it's that shit is crazy, man. It's the fastest thing. I mean, you're you that's turbine
0: speed. Yeah, actually um, it's maybe it's, faster. It, it's not the fastest. Right. Uh Actually, the world championships for F3D is going to be this summer at the Nats in Muncie. And those airplanes fly the same course, uh, but they're going 230 miles an hour. So you Jeez. attack another 30 on what you saw out at the airfield that right. day.
3: And you weren't even at like race peak.
0: No. You were, oh, you no. were a practice was, peak on I, that day. Yeah, I was going to say, I was rich, way rich, so I was probably 10, 15 miles slower than I would in a race. <laughs>
2: Man, when you're going that fast, oh, you think 10 or 15 miles an hour, and
0: eh, I bet that's a pretty
2: big difference.
0: It is. You can tell yep. you can it right away. If even 5 miles an hour slow, I can say, uh, because airplanes don't act the same. Right. You know, when you when you pull the elevator at 1, if they're going slow, they feel like you don't have enough elevator If they're going faster you feel like you got too much elevator so right you can really tell even like i said five mile an hour difference
3: and and this is the so we're a lot of the people around man everybody's into into 3d and big throws and this set and the other and and sitting and visiting with richard you know and learning these stupid little things not really learning them but just asking inquisitive questions and when he tells you high rates is, what, 3 sixteenths of an inch? Yep. Uh, <laughs> and he flies it in low rates.
4: Right.
2: That's crazy, man.
3: Which is an 8, I'm sure, you know, or something. Yep. So this, you know, that's an 8. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have yeah, to look really careful
0: happen. to see if my elevator's even moving when I move the stick. Right.
3: That's That's nuts.
0: Yeah, me, when I'm setting up a new
2: airplane, like, ah, uh, that's not enough. Let's give it a little bit more. I'd rather have too much than not enough. This is
0: a situation where that is opposite. Well, I was going to say, if you got too much throw, you can get behind the airplane in a big hurry. Right.
3: Well, I, I could see it being a very serious problem after takeoff, hitting that first turn, because if you got too much throw and the airplane's not at speed, when you pull up, it's snapping.
0: Yes. A lot of people... Uh, do snap at one on the first turn
3: i bet that's wild Uh, so when one of those snaps does it just snap right into the ground and done or yeah yeah
0: yeah. there's no there's no pulling it out (laughs) right Uh, you don't have the time to it's done no it's done
3: Oh, good.
2: (laughs) That makes me think like when we go to these fun flies and they got like a touch and go loop and roll or something like that. Or you got to do three consecutive loops and blah, blah, blah. Dude, I'm always like, ah, you know, and I'm snapping out of loops because I'm trying to do them so fast to get the best time. That's what that makes me think of. It's crazy.
3: Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah. Well. uh, So, and Will's with us tonight. And he has one of these bastards.
2: Oh yeah, and that's the first time that you've ever flown anything like that
1: recent, right? A Q forty, yeah. Yeah,
3: and it it went off without a hitch, kind of. Right. I mean, after we we had to monkey with it to get it started because we had no clue how to start it, and yeah. there's a trick, and it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> but so we got it started and it lit up, and uh, Will he leaned it out and he's like, now nah, enriching it back up, you know. And sent it, you know, and he did a great, great job keeping a hold of the airplane and everything. I mean, it was, it, it, may have been a bit much at a point or two, but it wasn't. I mean, he, he had a hold of it the whole time.
0: Well, he and, didn't crash it, so he did a great job. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, <laughs>
3: and these things do great, big, huge loops because this airplane's as fast as it's gonna go. I mean. Oh yeah. You know, it
0: goes same speed down as up because it's at terminal velocity.
3: Right. So. <laughs> Uh, that's just crazy right there, man. <laughs> so this thing is rich. So he gets it pulled up and it leans out. You know, and so we we gain that speed going up and coming back down right. it richens back up. So right. you know. So he's like, Yeah, that's enough of that. And they don't have a carburetor. I mean they, they don't have a you know, for a kill they got
2: a hole In with a, a rod <laughs> and and a hook and pulling on the gas line. Yeah, the, I mean yeah, yeah. Uh, a pinch kind of situation. So <laughs> so this guy he's like
3: Oh, good, you know. So the airplane circles around a couple times. He gets it lined up, and he sets it down on the right end of Baxter. I mean, at the runway. This somebody just goes sailing on by on the wheels. I mean, uh, they're so clean, they just fly until they don't.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We we actually make, on the racers, we make the wheels not roll well so that we don't have a problem because the ones that roll really well, once you get below four or five miles an hour you can't steer them so if you're rolling towards an airplane you're done you're done huh good That's to know good to yeah. know <laughs> yeah. need to tighten the wheels up man <laughs> yeah. well don't get them too tight because you don't want to tip them over and ruin that good propeller
3: right yeah. speaking of propellers and this was a again uh, one of the things we base this podcast off of is you know after the after the airplanes are put up and bullshitting Man, I got to hear about this carving propellers going down the road.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, since, it, <laughs> since the statue of limitations is up, I don't have to worry about it. But yeah, I used to carve propellers driving down the road. Um, I traveled southeastern Oklahoma, and I would uh, I would carve them to shape uh-huh. with and get them the right length, and then I'd set with the calipers on one thigh and a Sanding block on the other thigh, and drive with an elbow, and sit there and and thin the blades until both blades were exactly the same on both sides.
3: I I, I just can't imagine. So and and
1: uh, that's super cool, and I you know it's uh about the first time firing it up, the one huh? you carved. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. What
2: what? If well, I
0: carved it, I'd be way behind. It. I, <laughs> yeah, I can tell you right now that there's hundreds of props in the garbage can when i was learning yeah was, oh yeah? yeah it wasn't like i just magically figured it out that's so. a steep curve <laughs> yeah. like literally no pun intended yeah uh
3: well i bet trying to figure out the pitch and and everything and and how to do obviously how to carve the prop to where it'll stay together and everything but yeah that right that would be pretty sketchy the first one you're like that's it Put it on an airplane that's spinning 25,000 RPM and light it
0: up. Yeah, well, but it may not go anywhere. That's, uh, I had a lot of help. I had some, some good people. Derrick Cady, um, he's a longtime racer. Uh, Norm Johnson, both those guys gave me some good tips. Right. And gave me some critiquing when I was first starting. And Like I said, I made a lot of stir sticks. Yeah, so. probably still using them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. I mean. Yeah. Well, they're illegal now. They they outlawed wood props only because the people that know how to carve them it does it's, um, not, it's not fair. So. Well, that's kind of shit, really. Well, we, it saved racing though. I mean, there was only about four or five of us that made props and if you wanted to get in racing you're going to pay me or somebody else $35 a piece. Right. And now you can buy a carbon fiber prop from APC for 10 bucks. Right. So it did help racing out and you know the average guy now can go buy a $10 prop and be competitive.
3: So is that is the Q40 class prop limited like everybody has the same prop or
0: uh well no. You, there's there's four or five different sizes of props, but they all have to be a D1 hub, okay. APC.
3: Okay. Okay, so it, it it's a it's a A P C APC prop with a certain hub. Right. But it may be a, a and I don't know the sizes off the top of my head, well, but I'm just gonna guess at like a six inch by six pitch or something.
0: Yeah, there's there's six and six and seven eighths by seven and a half inch pitch or seven point six inch pitch
3: so there's more pitch than there is length
0: Uh, oh yeah interesting more pitch than inch
1: right (laughs) pitch the itch yeah Yeah. (laughs) wow
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's that's insane but, again, you know, I mean, that, that world has come a long way, too. You know, I remember Norm Johnson out at Southside testing out carbon fiber wings that he was making. Oh,
0: know? yeah. No, it's come a long, long ways. Uh, just to give you a little idea, um, I think the record for um, Formula One, which was 40-sized engine with, like, 50 and 60% nitro. Right. The record for that ended up being, like, a 102. And rq 40s now with 15% nitro. Uh, the record is uh, 56.12. So we're talking about six or seven. That's almost a second of a lap faster than the Formula 1's used to be.
3: On less nitro. On less and, nitro. And quite honestly, less noise. Because those old Formula 1 deals with oh, the little yeah, six, they're horrible. They
0: horrible. Yeah, they were horrible noisy. Yeah, we're yeah. not... Our, although the noise is up there the noise is about 140 decibels so
3: well that's still better than what that was yeah you know and I, and I, the only experience i ever had with like a formula one engine is a long time ago my dad had a diamond dust oh yeah well there's a handful of guys down there that built diamond dust to go play with dad right well one of them it had like a nelson 40 on it you know with a with the six inch stack right and that bastard was ridiculous it but it wasn't any faster uh, my my pops had uh, so we like took three engines and made one right because he had this kb 40 and it was a rear exhaust sport motor He had a flow-through rear exhaust muffler for it. So we we flew that, and he he put a shim in it and pumped in some 20% nitro and sent it. We flew it like that probably a month. Well, man, we went and flew it one day, and it was going by, and, I mean, it was on it. It was just going on by, and next thing I know, it just stopped. Prop everything left.
0: Oh, yeah. He's
3: like, huh, must have did that one in sure enough, when we landed it, it was grenaded. I mean, it was done deal. We had a, form. he had an old Formula One K&B with no throttle. There's like rear intake and this, that, and it. Well, we took the center section of that and the front section off the other one and combined them. Oh, yeah. And it, it ran really good, so it oh, was yeah. a lot of fun.
0: Oh, yeah. I was going to say, some of the older engines run really well. Right. Uh, but Nelson was, he did revolutionize the racing world for pylon Um, when when Nelson came out the Rossi 40 was the big engine of choice and the first time a lot of people put a Nelson on they broke their wings so (laughs) 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 hey can you reach up
3: there and get that he might get a kick out of that what we're putting on this North Star it's a it's a good one
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He said, "Oh yeah." Yeah, I got several of those.
3: It uh it'll hopefully be a decent
0: one. Yeah, bearings feel good. Got good compression. Oh yeah. That'll be plenty of power. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I really love the way those those fly or uh, run. And you don't have to run much nitro. They run good on 5%.
3: Right. I've got a I've got a 60 with a tune pipe in there on a Chaos. And Oh yeah. if you if you up the nitro too much, I don't care what you do, you're popping plugs.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not set up for their they're, they're uh, the Italians were not big on nitro.
3: So, at, at 10% is about as much as I go in it and it likes it. But 5% is kind of hard to come up with around here without, you know, getting somebody to mix some up. So. Right. Right. We're uh, and I think that's something. We're gonna have a glow days around here. Uh, I I don't know exactly where it's gonna be, but there's gonna be a glow days coming up here pretty quick. So if you got some old glow shit laying around, you want to fly?
0: I do, I do. I've got uh, I got a bunch of them. Do you? I do. I he brings something cool as shit out of the field every time.
3: Well, and every and, time. And I under <laughs> uh, he's got some badass shit. He does. I mean, you know. I was really excited when I saw Richard start coming and flying with us and hanging out and flying the you know kind of the 3D precision world a little bit and you know he he's got some nice stuff.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I was gonna say it's it's nice to have that field there. Right. Yeah. It, Man, it's a pretty badass field for. It absolutely middle it of it is. Oklahoma. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It's just that where I used to live, it was a an hour drive. Right. And now it's a ten minute drive. So.
3: Uh, how, well, ten minutes. So that, that puts you within, you know, three miles or four miles of the fields.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It's not bad at all. Well, that's good. That's yeah.
3: You know, uh, I'm just I'm glad you're around. You know, it's it's been a lot of fun.
0: Oh yeah. No, I was gonna say it's been kind of fun for me too, because you know, all these years being around Oklahoma City, I knew everybody, but um, when I race, especially on the north side, when when West Side did their deal with. With nothing above a fifty cc motor right, I quit West side and I didn't fly at at Hefner, so I went for years without sport flying. All I did was race right so um, and I'll tell you your piloting skills deteriorate if you don't sport fly right so it's helped me a lot to get back into being able to run down fly a little bit and i like hanging out with the guys it's the camaraderie is awesome
3: well and and that's one thing that i think that we have going on really well especially at baxter is man there's a lot of cool people you know not just our our group but just everybody in general there's a couple of them that are you know
2: well man i mean really talking to other guys and other clubs and stuff like that we got
0: it pretty good man we got it way good Right, you guys really do because some clubs, their favorite thing to do is bitch and moan. Right. <laughs> well, everybody. I mean,
2: everybody's pretty solid on that around this one. There are a couple of guys, and maybe Well, there's have one or two everywhere. You're you know. always going to have one of those, but most of the time, man, there's there's not too much said. We go out and have a good time, and
3: right. Uh, and do uh, you can fly basically anything. Right. Whether it be big three, well, we'll yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we, uh, he said, Well, we, we probably ought to take that elsewhere next time, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, my concern about where we're going to take that is smoking one of them landing lights. Yeah, we don't, oh yeah
0: yeah yeah well the landing light will will survive it's the poor airplane that won't right right <laughs>
2: but other than that it's clear and open and yeah don't have any issues
0: and i don't I, that
3: runway is like 80 feet wide or 100 feet wide so it's not like you don't have a
1: whole bunch of room when i feel that needs to happen soon yeah well maybe <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely
2: <laughs> there's a big part of me that wants you to richen that up a little more than you would richen that up and get a pool but i don't think i don't know man
1: Oh, you go ahead. I don't want to
2: waste it. I know you'd let me, but I don't want to waste it.
1: Uh, think, it's not. I, th- it, uh, I
2: think it'd be all right. No, it's really not
3: that scary. Right. I mean, uh, the scariest part about it is when it lights up.
2: Well, man, here's what got me. So I wasn't there. I didn't make it to the field till after you landed, and I was a little upset about that because I really <laughs> wanted to see that shit. <laughs> <clears throat> but the story I got, Will is a very competent pilot. I mean, he's dude, he's on it. Oh yeah, and I would trust this guy to fly anything I've got I might have to be like hey man calm down a little bit I don't want you to fold the fucking wings but other than that man dude the guy's got it he can handle anything and I did hear and I'm not calling you out or anything but when you landed that you were like fuck (laughs) and I wouldn't say you were shaky but that's probably the shakiest you've been flying an airplane in a long ass time is that a fair statement
1: it's been years yeah 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 yeah
4: (laughs) <laughs>
0: well, the biggest issue with the airplanes is is understanding the speed, right? Uh, and 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 just being able to, you know, a, a normal three D airplane, you may fly five feet in front of the nose, and these airplanes, you got to fly sixty feet in front of the nose, right? So, and and that's where that uncomfortables. That's situation. like four,
2: that's like forty plane
0: links, dude. Oh, it's yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Well. 200 miles an hour is a little over 300 feet per second. So, Right. you know, if you're flying 20 feet off the ground, you're less than, what, a third or a tenth of a second from hitting the ground at right. any time? Yeah. <laughs> you, you need to pay attention.
3: Uh, I didn't even think of
2: it like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Math is, In a
1: second and yeah. a half, we're at 399 feet.
4: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Math is fucking scary. Yeah. <laughs>
0: wow (laughs) well and and when you're on the course we're uh, a good lap is a 5152 lap so 5.1 seconds seconds. and that's Er three turns around a quarter mile
1: yeah it's 600 foot down there 600 foot back and then 90 foot in between right
0: right if you measure from pylon to pylon to pylon it's exactly a quarter mile
1: in five seconds (laughs)
0: And, and the, thing, the thing is, the airplane can't fly pylon to pylon to pylon. It has to fly at least 15% bigger because it has to fly in an arc. Right. It can't turn on a dime. So, right. Uh, <laughs> it It is very interesting. Dude, that's fast.
3: And, and to add to it, you're standing in between all this. You're not looking at it like we do. Right. You're standing in the center going in a circle. Following
0: it. Right. I was going to say, when you go down there and turn one and there's four airplanes, you got four little dots look like they're headed right for your head. Right. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting experience. What kind of helmet are you
2: rocking? Uh, yeah. Just a bike helmet. <laughs> just
0: a bike helmet? Yeah. What's a <laughs>
2: helmet going to do? I know, right? <laughs> I was watching those videos. I see all these guys wear these helmets. I'm like, I get it. That's safe. But what the... F- that drills you in the chest. What's that helmet going to do?
0: Well, if you, if you do it, here's another math one for you. Is I'm glad Larry's not here. The yeah. boy, <laughs> the kinetic energy in a four pound airplane going 200 miles an hour is the same amount of energy as a 1,200 pound ultralight going 40 miles an hour.
4: <laughs> Hashtag fucked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Yeah.
1: So if it just hits anything, here's my AMA.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you this: out in Phoenix, I've seen uh, I've seen uh, a Q40 go in one side of a door of a car and out the A-frame of the door on the other side, (laughs) and keep going holy shit well that was
3: gonna that was fixing to be my next question i mean have you ever seen one like ko the side of something well
0: shit yeah Yeah, i i hit a pole out in phoenix and it was a two inch x-heavy pipe Uh uh-huh and the plane went through the hole the pipe and i found it 250 yards on out in the desert now hang on what do you mean went through the hole of the like Cut it in half? It blew a hole in the pipe (laughs) where the spinner hit dead on the middle of the pipe, and it just kind of mushroomed it out, and the airplane went right through it. Imagine hitting a camper or something. Okay, so... (laughs)
3: So standing behind that pole wouldn't have done shit for me. Wouldn't have done shit for you. Yeah. No,
0: no, no. You were, you guys were screwed. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was gonna get you. You were screwed. I kind <laughs> of felt better about it at the time, but now that you put it in perspective, the the safest
3: place to stand is next to that guy because he's gonna damn sure try not hit himself. Dude, Dude, he was, was safe. yeah,
2: he was way across the runway. I couldn't get right. over to him fast yeah. enough, and I saw what was going on. And it was like meow, 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 meow. <laughs> like oh
4: god.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah when I let it go, I just stayed down there. I said not nah, not moving, not yeah <laughs> so. well, uh, again, you know you put four of them in the sky
3: at once. I'm on a you know a one time deal or even if both of y'all went down there and and sent them, you know eh, whatever, I trust both of y'all. you know you get some jack wagon up there that has never done it with four other or three other airplanes going, oh shit oh shit you know uh, immediately (laughs) i'm gonna be worried i'm gonna go that way
2: well i'm telling you right now if you don't get on youtube after listening to this and watch some q40 stuff you're an idiot because it's the coolest thing i've ever freaking seen number two i've never been to an event but i plan on going to one because i i don't i'm my adrenaline was jacked watching you fly that thing i can't imagine what it was like being behind the sticks
0: oh yeah well it's it's fun to watch and especially at Lake Afton up in Wichita, Kansas, where the race is at uh there's a there's a nice area where you're you're away from the race course, right, so you don't get that close feeling like, right like you guys did at the at the club right because you're a lot closer than what would be normal <laughs> right so you don't get that same feeling but but you can see the speed and it's still really exciting to watch and
1: you said that's May 7th?
0: <coughs> yeah,
1: 7th and 8th. Boy, May might be a bad month.
2: It's going to be good. What are you talking about?
1: Lake well, Afton, that's where there's a lot of
0: big slope sites, too.
2: Oh, yes. <laughs> we have slope
0: plains. Yeah. No, not at Lake Afton. There's no slope sites out there? Not in Lake Afton. It's 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 out by Goddard. Is
1: that where it is?
0: Yeah. It's north, right? Well, Lake it's Afton. it's straight... It's straight west of Wichita. About, it's about five miles from the Wichita Airport.
2: Oh, so it's flat as shit out there. Yeah, it's
0: flat. Maybe it's Wilson
1: Lake. I'm thinking of. Ah, that. I think yes. that's it. Yeah,
0: yeah, because Mike Tallman, who was a racer from Wichita, he ran a slope soaring deal every year. There. Hmm. I haven't been there. I love slope soaring though.
2: Man, I dig it. Now I, I've only done it around here off of like Lake Damn. Thunderbird <laughs> Dam till the game warden or whoever came over and said like, you can't do that here <laughs> like, what do you mean it's, dude it's basically a kite there ain't no motor there ain't no shit you yeah know? he's like nope no rc i'm like all right i didn't get a ticket so i guess i can walk away with a smile but
1: damn it <sighs> they ran us off draper's Dam too
2: yeah yeah we've been ran off uh, every damn <laughs> around here anywhere
0: close for sure well you know i don't know that you guys know but if you want to see some really interesting videos type in dynamic soaring
2: oh yeah that stuff's dude you're talking like 500 miles oh mile, yeah i was dude.
0: gonna say that they hold the record for the fastest rc yeah and it don't even have a motor on it doesn't even have a motor but it is cool to watch yep have you done that i haven't done it i want to <laughs> yeah.
2: we need to plan I, dude i don't have anything that would hold up to that everything i've got that i would slope soar try to do that it would fold the fucking wings man i would have to purpose- i got that, build that. zulu but di- I mean, yeah, but dynamic stuff, I mean, it ain't gonna get up in those big numbers. it might be fast enough to be fun till it's not,
4: <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah.
1: so you get the side of the mountain, right, yeah, oops,
2: <laughs> who's going to get that?
4: nobody
3: yeah. <laughs> now, nah. watch well, that's, that's exactly what I thought when you assholes were flying slope flying <laughs> off of like. Uh, Dude, it was
1: cold that day. It was Dude. cold.
3: It was like twenty five degrees with the north wind, and these guys are flying over the lake. I'm like, that's some bitch goes in the lake. I might uh uh It ain't go
1: it
2: ain't going to. You ain't gotta worry about it going into the lake, you gotta worry about getting behind yourself. <laughs> yeah, you get yeah.
1: behind you, you're in trouble.
2: Yeah.
1: It drops like a rock. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, same
3: difference, and I remember somebody having to scale that. They went had to go down there and fetch one. Seems like it was Lance.
2: <laughs> Maybe. I think we we're man weren't we trying to slope something stupid though like some kind of like tiny bear cat or something
1: Man it was that, um that Motion RC Fock Wolf. Yeah that's what it was <laughs> 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 We're like all this shit works wonder what this'll do
2: Yeah we found out
1: Yeah don't work
2: No <laughs> Did you have to go fetch it? Yeah
3: Did you go fetch it? Is the next question. It got fetched. <laughs> Not by him no no he didn't Uh, yeah yeah
2: he's not going to fetch it it was a i got nothing and then i got it yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh -uh. that was in like that little bowl spot that was over there that was a good spot it's way awesome man just not
3: with that airplane
2: well no not with the game warden or the police or whoever came and told us huh yeah
3: well, that went on for—I mean, I think till flying season that year. Oh yeah, I mean we, it was. We, had, the
2: we definitely had a good run at it. Of course, if you go out there on days where it's stupid cold, and that guy's looking at us going, "Well, I ain't get out of my truck to go walk a mile to <laughs> yeah. tell that guy he yeah. can't yeah. do that." If they're
0: dumb enough to get out there. Right. Yes, they can stay out there.
3: Right. Right,
2: dude, we had snot sickles, dude. It was, it was crazy. Snot
3: sickles. It was
2: like, I man, really? It was like a twenty-five or thirty mile an hour wind coming straight off the water. It was a twenty-five degree day. I mean, right into your face. Yeah, worst conditions ever, but it worked great.
1: But the lift was. Booming. The
2: lift was, yeah, it was awesome.
1: Crazy, majestic, majestic as yeah. fuck. Yeah. Holy
3: <laughs> right. Y'all ain't right.
2: So that's what I knew. Will was cool because we were standing there flying the stuff. I look at her and I'm like, Man, this is majestic as fuck. And this guy about fell down, crashed. <laughs> <a plane. laughs>
3: <laughs> what was that thing you were flying? What thing? You had some kind of glider. What is it that one that we sent down the road?
1: No, I got that from Larry.
2: Man, when we were out there at Thunderbird, it was me and Lance had those Phoenix 7, or no, not Phoenix 7s, but I don't like think Phoenix I had 2000s. I huh. think you were flying our stuff.
1: Yeah, and then I ended up buying that Zulu. Yep. And then we kind of stopped. Right. We got kicked out of it.
2: Yeah, well, it got kind of one of those situations where like, <laughs> I don't know if we can get away with it or not. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: You don't try and get in those situations no more, do you? I don't. All right. I, I, <laughs> no. Well,
2: apparently RC is illegal in a state park, you know? That's what we learned. Yeah, um, our slope soaring incidents.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But we got RC is illegal at a state park. Uh uh-huh. Apparently,
2: that's what I was told, man.
0: I didn't know that.
2: And the, man, I mean, it's it's what i what I understand of it. It was because you know people buying DJI Phantoms at Best Buy, going out there trying to get cool shots of the lake. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that, which man, I get it. You know, dude, I started in this hobby as a drone guy. You know.
0: Oh, you're one of those. I was
2: I well I was. Now <laughs> I'm one of you guys. Well, I'm trying to be. I'm kind of working my way into it.
3: You do good. I'm, I'm mean, trying, you, man. You do good.
2: What I figured out was airplane guys were way cooler than the drone guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm not talking shit. You like drones? That's cool too. I still own a few and still like to fly them. But hanging out wise, airplane well, dudes are cooler, man. Plankers for life.
3: We just know how to send it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
3: I mean, there's a there's a different level of sin. I feel like
0: we don't just push buttons. We got to know what we're doing.
3: Right, right, man.
0: You say that I got a drone. You need
2: to get a hold of if you think it's just pushing buttons.
1: <laughs>
2: well, I, th- I think you could totally handle it. I don't doubt it a bit. But you're like, well, fuck, that was a little bit more creative than I thought it would be.
1: That tricopter.
2: Yeah, that one would be one for sure.
1: That's a hand. That's
2: a handful and a half. You know why they call it a tricopter? Because you got to try real hard to get that motherfucker to fly. Is that right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> At least in my experience.
0: Well, and, and I don't know that much about drones. I just know that I see advertisements where the guy comes out, puts on his phone, and.
2: Okay, now that I absolutely 100% agree with. I could, I think I could take like I've got a DJI. What is that thing? A Mavic. I could put that in anybody's hand. You have to really fuck up bad to crash it. Hey, easy
3: now. I almost did.
2: Well, yeah, Clay did. Do it. Huh? Yeah, Clay wasted mine. Uh-uh. No, yeah. But he gave but he had one too, so we've got one between us now. So we're okay. How did he waste it? Well, we might have had a few Chardonnays playing around in the front yard and I about wasted it but lucked out and then he hit the front of the building there, in his house and Knocked the camera off of it. It was all kinds of fun. It was good.
3: Well, I don't feel bad about having a grass stain on it now.
2: No, no, no. You you totally walked away from it with unscathed. <laughs> this one was... There was parts broken off. I,
3: I'm just sitting... I'm sitting here. How, now, how in the hell you're flying it, and there's you see a building coming.
2: Well, here's the deal. So, I had it in sport mode, and... I'm ripping it around like it's a race quad or something, which is still in stabilized mode and all that good stuff. But so I'm I'm just tearing it up. Of course I've flown the crap out of those, you know? And Clay's like, I didn't know it'd do that. Let me see it. And I'm like thinking, No problem. Here you go, man. Well, problem, you know? <laughs> wasted. Which man? I mean, I know he didn't do it intentionally. I mean, dude, nobody. He was madder about it than I was. I'm laughing my ass off. <laughs> you know, he was. He was like, "What the fuck?" You know, ah, it got you. It gotcha. <laughs> is that is
3: that kind of like when Larry drove the golf cart into his truck?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was kind. It was kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've missed some yeah. entertaining shit clay was way madder about it than i was <laughs>
0: oh, i was gonna say we used to at speed world in phoenix they used to have um, drag races on friday and saturday night and they had a motocross race every friday and saturday night so when we when we're out there racing as soon as racing was over I mean, we go to the drag races, we go over to the motocross races, and you can just imagine the debauchery that went on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Boy. I
2: bet Richard's got some stories that probably couldn't be on air.
3: Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it, it,
2: well. Well, man, here's the deal, and I've said this, and he's heard it a thousand times, but the more I hang around this guy, the more I like this guy.
3: Oh, absolutely.
2: And. You know, first time I met him, I'm like, "Well, that's a pretty stand-up dude. Got some really nice shit. Very respectable, and everything like that." Not that you're not now, but
0: but I know you, you a put little bit. Pretty high, right? Pretty high flag. There well,
2: <laughs> I know you a little bit better. You kind of let loose a little bit, I'm like
0: ah, Richards. Our kind of people.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. He well, and w- here's the deal. He had to figure out if we were his kind of people. I think yeah. that's it. I you mean, know?
2: that happens.
3: Uh, yeah, and. Yo, yo, me being me, I'm like the cheese grater every now and then and
2: well you, you know. got you gotta know your audience, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Well. See, you don't know your audience. You're just you. Absolutely. Yeah. Which if, that's okay. I'm not dude, there's a lot of times in life I'm like, Man, I wish I was more like Clint. And then there's other times in life I'm like, gosh damn, I'm glad I'm not like Clint. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh. it's it's a 50 50 it's good man oh yeah it's good balance man you
0: know it is kind of refreshing though to have a few people around that they are who they are
2: yeah absolutely
0: no matter who's there or who's in front of them they are who they are right
2: that's man that's one of the things i like about this dude the most there's a lot of situations we get into like i wish i could do that (laughs) Uh, uh, but there's other situations where i'm like okay clint come over here i got hey buddy come here man And i'm like (laughs) sorry about that you know we'll go on down the road (laughs) i can only think of a couple well no i mean i'm not calling you out dude no no i'm just saying i'm I'm sitting you know the ones i'm talking about if you remember well maybe There's, there's at least three
3: at least three i know of two
2: We'll talk about the third one later.
3: Yeah. <laughs> was it recently or when we first got started?
2: Uh, no, my, uh. So we got the rap party.
3: Yeah, that's one I'm thinking. Okay, of.
2: cool. So we got the Don Hockle deal. That's one. All right. And then the third one was the same weekend, but not the Don Hockle deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So those are the three.
4: <laughs> What's
2: funny is I could explain it like that and he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I. The third one was not even remotely intentional. It was just me being me. Right. And it went it, – I don't – I think I walked away in time, but I, I knew that – Yeah, you were good.
1: It's funny <laughs> how Don Huckle was involved twice.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that guy will uh, – he
2: won't make you do anything, but he will plant a seed to make you think that that's the best decision ever. He's, he's Here, awesome for that. Here's my problem. One of them, he
3: did, and I don't care what he says. <laughs> I don't care. He didn't even think about it, and something happened. And he's like, huh, I'm glad I left out there by accident. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I promise you, There's the last. Paint. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Master instigator. Yeah. yeah that the was la- a bad one.
3: The last thing in that guy's mind <laughs> is some asshole is going to walk up to this. Line painter that you paint lines on the ground. Right. That somebody's gonna walk up to it and use it. That was the last thing in his mind. I promise you.
2: Wake up the next morning. There's a dick in the middle of the field. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like salient. hanging, a- dude. It's like hanging around with a bunch of twelve year olds telling poop jokes. Man. Uh,
3: uh, the best part of that is uh, he didn't. Even, he didn't even show up early. I mean, he didn't. Like, we were up at 8.30 in the morning and rolling. Had already been to, uh, had a shower and come back, and he had just pulled up, and he's like, I'm proud of you, boys. (laughs) <laughs> he's like i didn't expect the dick in the runway yeah. you know oh it wasn't us you know he's
4: like uh uh-huh. which yeah. man
2: i'm sure richard has been there and seen a thing or two and done a thing or two he needs to hang out with us and just watch uh, and i say us them
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, i'm i'm a sit back and watch kind of guy
0: well you know i, I like to watch yeah <laughs> you know i i try not to instigate things because I, I go overboard sometimes. So. Well, yeah,
2: that 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 is perfect, perfect. right? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I try to be smooth enough where I instigate something, but you don't know I instigated it, and then I sit back and try to watch watch it unfold. It's a and, bad and, deal.
3: And then he walks off and doesn't even get to see the shit unfold.
2: That that generally happens. Something man, ADD is like, oh,
0: <laughs> there's some over there. Yeah. 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 Deal. My son's like that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's a rose over there. Oh yeah. Oh, a rabbit. Oh yeah. Squirrel. And then, Squirrel.
3: <laughs> and then yeah. shit's fixing to let go here. Yeah. I mean uh once you're in a once you're in a circle, you I, I tend to stick in that circle and watch what shit unfolds cuz it's generally good.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It <laughs> I'm looking forward to Superfly this year. Slash Scrap Fest at Lindsay. That's going to be that's going to be good stuff.
4: Uh-huh. I think we talked
2: to, uh, I don't know if it was the mayor. I don't know who Clay talked to. But he's, we're we're in cahoots with the city down there to put on this event. And they are standing behind it and backing us up on a lot of cool
0: stuff. Cool. And this is Lindsey? Yep, yeah, this is Lindsey. Oh, okay. So end of
2: September, uh, what is it, 29th through the f- October 1st? Yeah. Yeah, mark that on your calendar. If you're listening to the show, mark that on your calendar. I yeah. guarantee you it's going to be worth the drive. I don't care where you're coming from.
0: I'll be the week after the race in uh, Wichita. Oh, so you'll be good and ready to relax. I'll be ready to relax. You got a camper, don't you? I don't. Oh. Well, we'll have to find a spot for you to sleep. Oh, uh, I can, I can find a spot to sleep. I can throw a mattress in the back of my truck. Yeah. Well. Uh, Richard says, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's, uh, I, I guarantee you it's one of them deals that you don't want to leave. Is it, it, uh, oh, boy. I, I, I think I see it uh i saw a note of the they asked the city was kind enough to ask what they could do to help
2: they so, said uh, we need a want list and we gave them one right and cool. they did and they didn't like shy away from it we're like okay so wow. so we'll see uh this might be a situation where wow never now, get gonna never get, at get the airport yep yep oh,
3: okay yep. we're i mean uh uh, the notum is already being worked on to get filed and done to shut the airport down for the weekend so we don't have to worry about full-scale anything. Good. Uh,
2: Man, the city is really behind this. They they want to try to do something with that airfield, and we gave them a couple of options, and they, they seem to be on board and behind
3: but, us. But so. what we need is for everybody to show up. I don't care right. where you're from. I mean, you need to show up because it's going to be a time.
2: Yeah, we're working on, I mean... We're we're trying to get top name pilots out there. You know who those guys are. Oh you know, yeah, we're we're working it right now. You know, uh, we're tr- we're trying to put on a show. We need we need to put on a show for the city, and we need. I mean, we we just need to go all out as much as we can on this deal because they they they've got our uh, they're supporting us. They've got our back, and they want to see something cool.
0: Yeah, well, you know, we got several JR flyers now yep. that are on the team, and uh, I'm sure we can talk to June the owner of uh yep. d-force aviation and oh yeah. probably get some door prizes and, oh that'd and be great we'll yeah. absolutely some flags and banners out there
2: right
3: <laughs> absolutely that'd be wonderful uh it seems like don hockle's jr sponsored yep. as well so.
2: jr and uh, kurt sider holy yep. smokes though both of those guys are jr guys
3: yeah and um mike is it mike? mike sterling mike, mike yep. sterling yep. Is now
2: yep he'll definitely be there too yeah
3: oh yeah and uh He's also doing uh, full throttle builds. He's the full throttle south guy. Oh, okay. So, uh, with like Chris Barton and all those guys.
2: Man, we definitely have a lot of help by a lot of big names that are going to help us try to put on a hell of a show. So, Sounds like fun.
3: Our our goal is to have the largest uh, central region fun fly, you know. I mean, it's right... What is, is Lindsay, uh, 45 minutes from the I-40, I-35 cross? Maybe an hour at most?
0: Yeah. Well,
2: the thought behind it is, man, if we can get it in the central United States, it makes it easy for wherever you're at
3: to to be there. We can get Kansas guys, Texas Mm -hmm. guys, Arkansas
0: guys. You can fly
1: whatever you want.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, There's a lot of uh, guys in Kansas City and St. Louis. Right. There's a lot of RC up.
3: Yeah. Well, Kurt Siders from St. Louis. Yep. So I'm sure he will he will mention it to those guys that you know what, what we have going in.
2: And it's a run what you brung situation. I mean yeah, it's a full scale runway. True. I mean jets, anything. I mean you it's it's set up for to it's set up to be a good deal, man.
3: So I'm sure I and that's also one of those deals, you know, you got you got three D world, there's a there's a lot going on in one spot. So I mean everybody's gonna have to work together.
1: Are we racing?
0: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Put a demo on. Put a demo uh, absolutely. on. Absolutely.
2: That's it. I'm, I'm hiding under somebody's car or trailer or something. Uh, no, I do not do really, no good. That shit'll go. Through. I know. No shit, man.
0: <laughs> well, the the world will be over by that time. So if I have a if I have an FAI plane left, I'll fly it. That's that's even scares me. Huh? Oh, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's zero nitro. That's F, zero F, F- Al- F- alcohol and castor oil. That's it. So what do those peak at before you launch them? Uh, well, there's two engines that are used: the the They're DKT G- and the and the uh, Profi. Yeah. But uh, most of them are around thirty thousand five hundred. If you if not <laughs> turning that on the ground, they won't go in the air. Huh? What? Thirty. 30 <laughs> I said that. Yeah, thirty thousand five hundred. So if it's not turning that on the ground, it won't fly. Well, it it yeah the engine will overheat and burn up. They're they're so radical.
3: This sounds sketchy.
0: What time? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh When does boy. this happen?
3: Right, <laughs> jeez. Boy, that sounds like a sketchy situation.
0: It is a lot of it, you know. It's it's really tough. It's expensive, and you know. They fly 12 rounds, and you get to throw two away. And the reason you get to throw two away is because even the world champion has problems occasionally. Right. So, but it is the premier racing event in the world for RC Pylon.
3: Boy, 30,500
0: RPM. And man,
2: just out of curiosity, where do you rank in that situation?
0: What do you mean, do I don't
2: know. If you fly that, I mean, are you, are you one of the top dudes, kind of middle of the pack? Where are you at in that deal?
0: Well, since I've never done it before,
2: oh, okay. I, I'm not the right. peon. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I thought, man, I thought, man, I'm sitting here sitting with greatness. I thought that this was something you've already, like, done and accomplished, man.
0: Oh, well, no, not on not on the FAI scene. Okay. Now, in the, in the U.S. racing or NAPA racing, mm-hmm uh i've won uh q500 points for the nation twice i've won the core quarter 40 uh points for the year so i'm i mean i know you're a uh, badass i know uh, you got some clout behind
2: you so you know i'm just trying to
0: but there's a lot of good flyers you know the problem is our average age now is about 60 55 to 60 right you know i'm still one of the youngsters there's a lot of guys a lot older than I am. So we need some fresh blood. Right. we need to get well in there and get some more people coming out and play with us.
1: Yeah, I might be that jack wagon up there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, here, I'm in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll put an RC scrap pile sponsor on you, man. Yeah. yeah, Do us proud. on the plane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the shit show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heads up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. We're gonna get you a beer helmet, brother. It's gonna be awesome.
1: Yeah, and put a, a yeah na beers in it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, that might be good. That might
3: loosen you up so you fly a little better. Well, you know, nah. there
0: there's a certain thing to be said about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of it is about just relaxing. Right. I mean, because the airplanes fly good. They 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 go exactly where you point them. You just got to relax and, and stay in front of the airplane. Know when to pull up. And know when to pull up. Yeah.
1: See, I just flew mine around, and I noticed the first turn, I said, wow, I'm way behind this. Yeah. So as the flight went on and I, I got comfortable, that's when I killed it. I said, better now than ever. Right.
2: Like I proved to myself that I could get through this. Yeah, no, let's get now there's a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and live to fight another day.
3: Yeah. Well, it it came down. I mean, and the and the landing wasn't sketchy. No. Other than it might. Uh, and again, I don't remember him landing his. You know, I I don't remember it because I'm standing around like, <laughs> <you know? Yeah. laughs> and I'm watching all these. I'm watching all these
0: people like. <laughs> know yeah, and I'm like, that's pretty
2: bad. Yeah. Well, dude, everybody took like ten steps back from wherever they were standing at well, minimum.
0: And you know, Doc, meet me half halfway out there. And said, you could never do that. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I, I remember. I think it was like that was super fucking cool. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: I and we under-
1: did it again.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think Richard knew what was coming when that happened. He's like, you know, the talking to's coming, you know. Yeah, and no, that's what I, I, I knew it. And and we did it. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, there wasn't very there wasn't anybody there really, but uh, you know, <laughs> I I it's one of those deals. I definitely, you know, if there's a whole bunch of people there, eh, probably not. But if it's just you know the people sitting at this table, fuck it, Cindy.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I could see that, man. Yo, that's know, just kind of one of those. Deals. I got Doc's point. As I was standing behind everything I could get <laughs> behind. But at the same time, man, after seeing you do it once, I'm more confident. It, But, man, I didn't know you. And then this yeah. thing takes off. He's like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck's happening? Yeah. Uh, uh,
3: tell him how you have to start it. Because this is sketchy to me. Every bit of this is sketchy.
0: I'm sure it's but, second nature to you. but So we use uh, pr- uh, bladder tanks uh-huh. like the... Uh, a Dub jet makes one, but there's a, I don't even know why I can't think of the name of it. It's a Japanese
4: ru- Tetra ru- tank. Okay.
0: Like a Tetra tank. Gotcha. And so we run pipe pressure, but it runs between three and four PSI out of the pipe. So I just put my finger over the end of the pipe and I can force fuel. Through the system into the engine. Right. And then I just sit there and hold my finger on the end of the pipe to keep it rich until it's warm a little. And then I then you got pressure in the tank, everything's stabilized. Then you bring it up about, oh, five or 500 to 1,000 below where you want to set it at. Mm-hmm. And then put everything in your box to leave so it stabilizes. And then just before you leave, you bring it that last little bit to where you want it to go and then send it.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, you got this little thing, and you're reaching your hand under it because the pipe, you know, about right. that long. So, you're reaching your hand under it. You got this, when it lights, I mean, it probably lights at, oh, 18 19,000 RPM, and you come yep. up another couple thousand, you know. Right. Or come up to about 23,000 or something like right, that, you know. Exactly. So, you know. When this thing lights, if you if you fuck up and get your arm in it, it's hurting.
2: Oh yeah, real bad. Yeah.
3: Like
0: you're missing. Oh yeah, missing oh, yeah. lots of stitches and and cuts to the bone. Uh-uh.
1: Uh-uh-uh.
0: I'm looking at his fingers and, right now.
1: And it's Yeah. <laughs> man, when mine lit off, Justin almost like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it
3: was like a well, big uh, and, yeah. and here's the deal. From and again, this was all just nighttime conversation or evening conversation. It won't pull fuel. It won't start without.
0: Yes. Yeah. No. Unless you pressure the tank, it will not draw fuel.
3: So, you're out of options.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: that that's how you start it. Man, I hate I missed that. <laughs> now, if, if oh, I'm if, bringing it to Duncan next week. All right.
0: Sweet. <laughs> if if it if, if the muffler's hot like it shuts down or you get it too lean and you have to start over, you can put your thumb over the Venturi, but right. that's taking your thumb in the, in the dangerous p- territory. Dangerous territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably
0: deal with the muffler being hot. I was going to say I have burned the end of my index finger off many times on the hot end of a muffler. <laughs> no? That's, man, that's, that's all go, man.
2: Balls that clank—that's the best way I could put that. Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's—it's really, in my mind, it's the cheapest adrenaline thrill that you're going to get at 200 miles an hour that you can get. Now it's about the same speed as NASCAR, uh, at about a hundredth of the price of NASCAR. So, right. It is expensive. Well, when you look at it in dollars, but you know any hobby is expensive. Right. And uh,
2: so, well, can you put a price on a good thrill? No, you can't. Right.
0: I mean, it's priceless. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Uh, That's uh, uh, with the amount of fun that you've had and the amount of adrenaline that you've had over the 20 years or so that you have done this, maybe more 25, however long, you know, and you're still doing it is the deal you know and even advancing up to something that you're unfamiliar with
0: right well there's always somewhere to go to and and something new and somebody new to win or beat or you know my thing is trying to um go faster than i've ever gone before right uh you know i went faster than i ever gone this last weekend out in phoenix at the uh q40 race out there so you know that keeps me coming back for more it's like that one Good golf shot. Right. Have a whole round that keeps coming back. yep that's crazy.
3: So how fast was, how fast was it? Fifty nine twenty for ten laps. So fifty nine seconds.
1: Yeah. For ten laps. Ten quarter miles.
3: In less than a minute. Yeah. <laughs> that's cooking.
1: That's serious speed. That's what two two and a half miles. Yeah, two
0: and a half miles. Yep. In a minute.
4: <laughs> right. But that's
0: also 30 turns along with the two and a half miles.
4: 30
2: turns, two minutes. That's crazy,
0: dude. One
4: minute. Oh, okay. yeah, one minute.
2: <laughs> I'm over here doing Larry math. My bad.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: he ain't going to listen to this. It'll be fine. Right. Yeah.
3: right. <laughs> that guy.
2: Uh, I'd have said it with him sitting here, and you all know it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Jeez.
2: Well, man, what do you think? We take a break for a few minutes.
3: Yeah, let's, let's take a break real quick. We'll get right back to it. See? Oh, we'll be right back.
2: This welcome back is brought to you by Fortitude RC. That's f o u r t i t u d e r c dot com. Use code Welcome Back for ten percent off your purchase.
0: Looking for adventure in whatever comes our way.
3: Welcome back to the RC scrap pile. That one was, was kind of tame. Look at him. He's over here reaching for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess we probably should have warned him.
4: Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, God, that's loud.
3: That's awesome.
2: Making people turn down their car stereos since 2001. I <laughs> I probably. That's maybe. That, man, man that's, a,
3: that's a good one. Just It's always fun to have a conversation. That's what people got to remember.
2: Yep. Yeah, so that break was good, man. Got to learn a little bit of stuff. And, oh. Uh-oh. Gosh, damn it. I thought we were going to get away with not having dogs in one, man. Hang on. Hang on. We're going to pause. Assholes. All right, now we're dog-free. Yeah, dog-free. We're back. Jeez. Huh? said
3: you to learn to lock dog up. Oh. I guess I'm going to have to put a gate up there. Even uh, They stand at the gate and fucking bark. I, fuck, I don't know.
4: I
2: don't know. It's pretty good the first half. Well. I mean, hey, on laws of averages, we're doing really good right now.
3: Right. Once. Yep. <laughs> Jeez.
2: All right, Richard. So we talked about some of the racing and stuff you've done. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, man
0: oh man i
2: know i put you on the spot
0: right there yeah you did
2: yeah you're welcome spot. well okay.
0: yeah <laughs> so uh
3: i guess one of the, one of my questions is we all we all do something to support what we do so what are you doing for a daily deal well uh i mean you got to have a daily job so
0: oh yeah yeah i was gonna say we uh <clears throat> we uh up until about three years ago we had a family-owned business we did uh valve work in the oil field actuation automation stuff uh valve repair and about three years ago my father-in-law sold the company and now i work for the corporation so well um it's probably just as well yeah no it's a good job i i travel all over the country and try to find business basically all my job is i really got a wonderful job right now no pressure they just tell me to go find business and send me a paycheck. So right, which yeah.
3: that's a I I mean that 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 probably is a pretty fun deal. Getting to go all over the place, you know, and
0: oh yeah, I get to travel and 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 meet people. I meet a lot of people that I've seen at contests or I've read about in the magazines, and um, kind of reminds me of uh, do you remember, uh a guy by the name of Sid, Sid Clements, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. He used to, I. He used to be with the FAA. Yeah. He'd come fly with us occasionally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've got to fly all over the country. I met a lot of people that, you know, like I said, I've read about magazines. and So well, living the dream, really. I'm very blessed.
3: That's, uh, I mean, that's something my dad always did when he traveled because he traveled when he was y- you know, young and working or whatever. Right. Uh, that was the first spot he tried to get to was either the hobby shop or the local flying field, you know?
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, now there's not many hobby shops. I used to. That's the first thing I did was look in the yellow pages and find where the local hobby shop was. But Right. <clears throat>
3: well, and that I think that's just an unfortunate part of the times. And, and I honestly think a person could start a, a successful hobby shop if I can talk. But it would definitely take some upfront capital to do it, you know, because you'd have to have,
0: you know, a lot of a lot of nice stuff. Well, that and you got to have a thick skin, right? You know, because it's there's so many avenues to find stuff now between the internet and eBay and everything, you know. And I felt for Mike McMurtry, on you know, a lot of people come in and get information from him and then go buy it online.
3: Right. right, well, I I like Mike, and I'll never say a bad word about him. But he was living in the past, even up till his last yo know, months at that deal. He was living in the past, man. He had an old doc, uh What do you What would you call it? DOS Matrix or da oh yeah i mean that computer he used i mean dude we're in the <laughs> day of the flat screen computer monitor and you got an old green screen you're trying to make work i yeah. mean
2: <laughs> come on well man i mean to to kind of be on his side on this if you want to stock all those shelves and everything like that man you've got hundreds of thousands of dollars oh, yeah. in
0: inventory that, that well, you're just
2: waiting for somebody to buy to make a little bit off
0: and of. there's no margin in it
2: right yeah the markup right. is not much yeah
3: well, I I think if you're to have a hobby shop today, you, uh, the card the car stuff there's a lot of margin in, but I don't care about cars, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, you know your Dubro rack better be full, because that's that's what if I go hunting something today at a local hobby shop, which we we have hobby towns here, Norman and Edmond.
0: Yeah.
3: You know I'm going to say that uh, eight out of ten times I walk in there, they have what I need, but You know, I've also pointed out, hey, you're out of this, and I'm going to need it. And, you know, may not be tomorrow, but a couple months I'll probably need another one.
1: I think they need to improve their ball link, 440
3: rod. Well, again, I would agree with you, but also in the same token, (laughs) uh, I I think that we have supply chain issues right now that's probably hindering a lot of that.
2: Well, man, something else you got to think about. How long ago did Hobby Co go out? They were the kind of guys that stock or, you know, that they would order all that stuff from the stock right. of shelves, you know? Right.
3: And at the same time, you can source Dubro stuff right from Dubro. I mean, anybody can buy from them. Right. So, uh, but I still try and I go down here because that guy, he owns his store. I mean, it's not like it's, uh, yeah, it's a chain, but, you know, he still owns, his, owns it.
0: Right.
2: Right. Man, so, what, what I would like most people to understand is most of the, like, the, you know, let's, let's take out Horizon Hobby. They're probably going to be one of the big players and stuff like that. And they've got a little bit of back and a little bit of capital. But most of these guys, like, let's say, like, Extreme Flight or AJ or, I mean, dude, like, let's take little guys like Bjorn making rings and stuff like that. They're not doing this to get rich. They're doing this to enrich the hobby and give right. you an outlet for another source for something, you know. And, like, like, Bjorn's rings, where do you else do you buy that? You can buy a factory ring. I guess, but I mean, a lot of this and it, dude, these guys are, have day jobs and they're they're running businesses to do this to keep us supported with with cool stuff.
0: Right. Anybody that thinks they're gonna get rich <laughs> in the hobby industry is, is smoking crack. Right. Uh, right. Absolutely. Because sure. there's just not enough margin, and, and you know, even the engine manufacturers, you know, Dubjet, great engine. You won't find anybody that knows more about a two-stroke engine than he does, and. He really cares about his customers, but if it wasn't for his other businesses, he couldn't stay in business. Right. I mean, you know, he can't live on, you know, selling 20 engines a month. Right. There's just not that kind of margin in it. So it's a labor of love for him, and a lot of people in our industry are that way.
2: Right. They're right. not
0: making money at it. They're just surviving.
2: And I'm not saying don't buy something for Horizon Hobby. That's not what I'm saying. But, man, think about some of these other guys that are in the game and take care of those guys. You know, if they've got something you want, maybe it's a couple of dollars higher. Think of what you're doing to keep them in business, to keep giving us stuff that we need. Right. You know?
3: Well, and, I mean, it, it, he sponsors this and helps us. Let's talk about Jason Donhockel. Absolutely. You know, uh, uh, the Fortitude fuel tanks. I mean, if you're flying a 3D airplane or sport airplane or whatever, I mean, hell, there's a little bitty baby one for the North Star, you know.
1: Uh, I have one in every airplane but that pylon racer.
3: Right. You know, uh, that's a, he still has a day job, too. Oh, yeah. You know, well, he, he couldn't make it on... on-
0: Right. The hobby right.
3: Alone. Uh Let's talk about his charge cases. His I don't. If you don't have one of his charge cases, I suggest it because they're, you know.
2: And use code welcome back to get ten percent off. I mean. right.
3: But uh, <laughs> you know, it, again, that's one of those guys that. We need to support that guy, right? Yo, know, right. Kurt Sider with Holy Smokes, if you want a smoke system.
2: Yeah. they're. I mean, they're doing stuff in the hobby. They're they're offering you something that you just can't get everywhere else, and it's it's
0: it's beneficial to everyone involved. Absolutely, you know. So. Well, you get are cool. out there doing it with us too. That's, yeah, that's the important thing. Is you know they're right. not just some corporation cramming crap down our throat. Yep, there.
2: that's it.
3: Right, and and those guys, uh. uh one thing I can say about the people that we personally deal with, they they support the hobby. They support the growth of the hobby. You know, I know, uh, like Brian, that we fly with out at the flying field, you know. I know, and, and not that they need any help, but, you know, uh, Jason's like, here, put a couple tanks in it, you know, just use them. Be sure and thank me later. Yeah. You know, uh, they're real good people. I'm not saying he's going to do that for everybody. That's not what he's in the business to do. But, you know, it's just little shit like that now and then just to, just to give back.
0: Oh, yeah. I was going to say that goes a long ways. You know, I, <clears throat> I, I've always considered myself a cheap bastard. Right. And, you know, wanting to get the best price. But, you know, the older I get, the more I realize that, hey, you know, if you don't support the people that support you, you're not going to be supported pretty soon. Right. It's really important to support those people that help us. I mean, absolutely. Without them, we wouldn't have fun.
3: Right. And at the end of the day, that's what this hobby and the group of people that we're around, it's about the fun. Oh, it is. You know, uh, everybody has a, has a competitive edge, you know, and, and, yeah, there's lots of co- competition involved in the hobby. But when the competition's done, y'all are just as good of friends as Oh, know.
0: absolutely. Absolutely. When,
3: when the racing's happening, you may hate each other. But when the, <laughs> when the racing's
0: done, you're buddies. You know? Well, it's, in racing, I say I don't respect anybody that doesn't want to beat me. Right. But on the other hand, as soon as the racing's done, they're still my friend, and I'd give them anything I got Right. if they needed.
3: it. And that's a uh, – it's kind of fun watching the, watching the IMAC guys and the IMAC situation that has kind of blown up around here. I mean, I IMAC's coming. You know, these guys they're putting on a school out at Baxter this year and I mean there's there's a whole lot coming for that whole scene in the central region here, I feel like.
2: I think there's kind of a big insurgence kinda of going into that. You, you know, know. I think you're gonna see more people show up to those events.
3: Right so uh you know and that that's a competition in itself watching those guys try to outfly each other is great oh
0: yeah oh yeah you know the only bad thing is uh i started flying pattern back years ago and i went to a contest in norman i won't use any names because some names probably still around but (laughs) the local guy as far as I'm concerned, I was I was practicing with Sean McMurtry, and I was listening to him critique me and tell me things I needed to do better, and he helped me a lot. We go there, and this, this local guy just did, you know, pull full up for his loops and didn't coordinate his rudder or elevator on the slow rolls or anything, just, you know— and he wins going away and I'm thinking okay this isn't for me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and the first race I went to I was racing world champions like Dave Chadell and Dub Jet and now I, the first time I went I didn't beat them but subsequent since then when I beat them I still had to win. Nobody says, "Oh, you know what? You you're, you haven't earned enough yet." You So that's kind of why I like liked the pylon racing cuz there's not that local factor right you know you know and and any of the any of the pattern people or imac people will tell you you got to pay your dues
3: oh yeah right yeah
0: Yeah. i'm not a guy that likes to pay his dues i like to you know i want to practice hard do good and if i do good i want to win right Right. but but
2: and fairly get it on your own merit exactly
0: And uh, you know, I
3: I think we've actually had a couple shows where we kind of had that conversation a little bit with with some of the higher ups, you know, and I uh, I I I think in the IMAC world, I'm gonna say I hope that that is passed. I'm not gonna say it is because I don't know. Yeah.
2: Well, the one event that I went to, the guys that were supposed to win one. That's good. You know. Yeah. Which, I, it's one event. I can't base all of it on that. But the one that I went to, the guys that deserve to win one.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, since I'd be in the, what's the entry-level class? Sportsman? Uh, Basic. Yeah, Basic. basic. Yeah. You know, so since I'd be flying basic, I don't have any names to worry about.
1: Uh... Clint yeah,
3: <laughs> not me. That guy can fly me all day long. You got to beat the
2: frog, he says. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs>
3: but uh, you know, I, I don't even know who's in basic around here this year. I think everybody's in sportsman.
2: Well, I would be in basic.
3: Yeah, you. Yeah.
2: If I get to make some events, this new job change, I might not be able to make the things that I really wanted to make this year. But I'm gonna try to make a few. Well. We'll be there somehow or another. Which, man, at the end of the day, the competition stuff, if I win or lose, I don't care. If I can go out there and make myself better, I feel good about it.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that's the main thing.
3: Well, I mean, even when you fly uh, the big 3D stuff, you know, you every flight you try and do something a little different, you know, little improvement here, little improvement there. It's not like you're just burning holes in the sky.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I always wanted to learn and, and do better. And that's part of what I think, that for me, the draw to RC is, is there's always something new. Right. You're not going to learn it at all. No. Right. I mean, you can get really good in areas, uh, but there's always other areas that you can learn more or, or do better. or. You or know. What I, we- I'd give my teeth to fly 3D like Will does. Right. Yeah, me too.
1: Boy, I splattered mine. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well,
1: and, and I skipped that part. Well, right, yeah, yeah.
3: Ah, <laughs> uh, he, splat- he splattered the shit out of it. It was all bad.
2: Well, man, Eric Clapton isn't sitting there, dude. He's probably one of the most accomplished guitar players of all times. So but he's not sitting there going, "I'm the baddest ass dude in the world." No, that guy wants to keep learning and keep right, going. Exactly. That's this is one of those things that you're never gonna
0: master all of
2: it. No, it's a it's a it's a life deal you know so get out there and get better
0: well and 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 seriously you know there's one in every crowd but the the ratio of jerks in the rc field is way low compared to other sports absolutely i mean we got a lot of quality people i've met a lot of quality friends uh you know as far as i'm concerned it's been awesome being part of the rc community yep Said, I, I love what we do. I love what we do. <laughs> I saw you laugh, and I knew where you were going. <laughs> you no,
2: know, I've done it, man. I've been in all kinds of different hobbies and things with people, and it it's just this one's people give you shirt off their back and, and give you tips and tricks and try to help you better yourself and everything like that where other people are trying to, you know, and other hobbies are trying to stay ahead of you, yeah. you know, trying to keep you down so they can keep themselves up. This one's not like that, man, for the most part.
0: Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I Like I said, it's just, uh, I'm amazed sometimes I'll buy stuff off of eBay and they'll find out that, you know, I've been flying RC for a long time. They'll go, I'll just send it to you. Just send me a check in the mail. I said, no, wait till my check gets there. Go, oh, no. He says, I've never been burnt by an RC guy.
2: Right. Right.
0: And, you know, there's not a lot of areas now left like that.
2: I would have to say... Ninety percent of the people I've come in contact with since I've been doing this are stand-up people. Maybe more than that, ninety-five.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna go with ninety-five percent. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of a lot of good people. There, there's obviously that. You know, there's a there's a bad one in every crowd.
0: Oh yeah, no, no, no. There
3: are a few bad ones, but yeah. that uh, those few bad ones don't even.
0: Uh, well, they get weeded out in a hurry. They stand out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Right. When,
2: well, man, I mean, it's a pretty tight-knit community, you know? I mean, word travels fast. You you jack somebody around, yeah. somebody knows about it, and they're going to be kind of leery on doing anything with you, you know? Yep. That's Don't be it. a dickhead. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's just,
0: you know. Hey, Don't mess I, in your own playground.
2: That's right.
3: it. Speaking of, everybody's kind of eased up on you this week. I guess they've come back to me.
2: I ain't even paying attention.
3: Boy. It's been it's been a good one this week
2: Dude, I've been like, go to work, come home, go to bed For the well, la- last two weeks
3: Well, that's no fun
2: No, it's not Huh Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, though, man
3: Well, you're succeeding at that Now yeah, we'll see well, it'll be okay
2: Probably doing better than I deserve
3: I don't know about that yeah, I don't know, we'll see You work pretty hard, even if you don't
2: Yeah I try, man.
4: <laughs>
3: oh it's all good. It's all gonna be all right. We'll just keep going down this road.
2: Why do you keep doing that?
0: I
3: don't know. I don't either. Don't. What's your down- next project?
0: <coughs> uh I just ordered a hundred and forty-inch. Uh... <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Tur- Bushmaster. Bushmaster. Did you get the wheels? No.
3: No. You better call him and get the wheels. You think? Oh, yeah.
1: Well, because I want to get a set of wheels for the Pawnee, but I want to look at them first. But they're pretty pricey. Yeah, they are.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
0: I figured I'd stop with just the plane. Yeah, because that's pretty pricey, too. Yeah. What are you going to power it with? I was thinking about putting the ZDZ 140 on it. Absolutely. On um, pipes? Uh, just canisters.
3: Just normal stock can stock mufflers? No. Oh, Canister. you're gonna put it on, uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, When's I, that gonna be here? It
0: usually takes seven a week.
3: Okay, so it it it's on.
2: He had one to shill, to yeah. sell.
0: Yeah, I just got a notice today, so I ordered it.
2: What a one forty on cans sounds so good.
3: Yeah, they do. What a uh,
0: did he have color options? Wasn't in there color options? Yeah, there's a red and white one, but the red one was out of stock already. So I don't know whether they didn't get them in, right, or whether they just got another few white ones in.
1: So you got a white one. Yeah. Man, where do you keep all these airplanes?
0: Can't tell you. I'd have to kill you.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got a badass shop somewhere. Right?
2: He's got a stockpile. That's for sure, man.
3: <laughs> so you obviously fly a JR. What yep. are you gonna servo it
0: with? Well, uh, Jr. has a new system out now with Uh 12-volt system. So um, I've pretty much gone with with all 12-volt in all my airplanes. Right. Um, The current capacity goes way down. I mean, my My slick 360, uh, I flew it 10 flights, and I only used 3,000 milliamps. And what do you... uh what do you carry on the airplane? 10,000? I usually carry... Uh, well, that one I carry 236 hundred. So, okay, I so you use, use half in 10 flights. <laughs> right. Which is... That's good for a big airplane. Right yeah.
1: Yeah, because I burn about 300 a flight on Bluebirds.
0: Yeah. So you're going to go
3: with the all 12? That's going to be badass. That's, that's going to be a nice setup. Yeah. Be the only one I know about around here.
0: Yeah. Well... And JR just now came out with a new middle of the road uh, 12 volt servo, 700 inch pound. I uh, think it lists for about 125 dollars. Uh, wow! So you gonna tr- try those? I'm using them on throttles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 700 ounce servo on a throttle. Well, the twelve uh. volt, the twelve volt eighty nine twelves are a thousand inch pounds.
3: One of those per surface.
0: Yeah. Boy. So, a thousand, got some...
1: A thousand ounces. Yeah. For one. For on, one. On twelve volt.
0: Yeah. Huh. What's the speed on those? Uh, for <laughs> sixty degrees, it's uh, point one. That's quick enough.
4: <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened?
0: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this do not get your finger between the the arm and the servo because it'll pinch the heck out of you. Yeah. <laughs> it don't quit. It like, doesn't what are you quit doing, right? chopping carrots. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Well, you know, some of the, since I'm on the team, we see a lot of the factory stuff where they're doing the testing. And one of the arms. They've got they've got like a two inch, three inch arm with like a twenty five pound weight hanging on it, and it's sitting there going with a twenty five pound weight on it. That's ripping. Uh, geez. So that- well and and not to do a total advertisement for JR. Absolutely. But uh Tamahisha, who is the guy in Japan that owns it now, is a true modeler. So he is passionate about having the best equipment, and he wants it to work right, and he kind of takes it personal that he wants the equipment to reflect. You know, they're all, the Japanese society is really big about saving face. Yep. And so he wants everything that he sells to be perfect. And uh, He was at Ice House this he year. He was what at the, Ice yeah, House. Yeah, I got yeah. to meet him. Yeah. Super nice guy. Nice guy, very nice Super guy. Super nice guy. Man, and he I was is a... enthusiastic about RC. Yep. I
1: was looking on his Facebook the other day. I guess he he's a big surfer.
0: Now, no, that's now, June. That's June. Yeah. Different guy. Yeah. yeah, June June runs D-Force America, which is in California. Okay. But he's friends with uh, Got gotcha. you. And uh, so, but yes, really quality equipment. And, and, you know, of course, I've flown JR for 20-plus years, um, but the equipment is awesome. And, and they're coming out with new stuff all the time, which was used to be my big complaint is, you know, everybody's getting new stuff, and they're falling behind. And now they're kind of leading the pack. Um, there's a lot of things coming up that we're not supposed to talk about yet, but uh, JR's coming out with some really neat stuff here in the next year. So, Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I, I, uh, what's that uh...
3: – it's an airplane he has, over, like a T-34 or something. And I, I don't think they've come over here, or we can't get them over here or something.
0: Well, he's, as I understand it, he's working a deal with, um, was it Dalton? Dalton Aviation. And I think that, that that they're working on starting to produce, mass produce those, and then distribute them through the JR distributors.
1: Didn't they buy Cardin, too?
0: Car, uh, Cardin, that's it. Yeah, that was it. Huh? Bring
1: Carden back.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to. Yeah.
1: Well,
3: I mean, so, uh, back in the old days, that was uh, if you didn't have a have a Carden or a Dalton, you know, airplane, you weren't flying IMAC.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, they're the Cadillac. Right.
3: So, and I, I you know, with all the extreme flight stuff and uh, all the AJ stuff that's around. What's uh? It seems like the, uh, the new AJ Raven, which is real hot right now, it seems like it has wing options, so oh. you can either get a set of wings for precision flying or a set of wings for more 3D oriented flying.
0: Right. Well, and one of them I think even changes the hole for the tail. That uh, that's the smaller one I think. Is that the
3: smaller one? Is that yeah. the Z two hundred? Yeah, that's that Z two hundred. That's the
2: one that Terry Wiles designed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: I think
1: they both have them, though.
2: Yeah, um, they might. I don't know. And
3: if you've never visited with Terry Wiles or met him, uh, that's another one, man. Uh, the design aspect he does, his build quality, I mean, that guy is top-notch.
0: Well, I've read his articles, so I've oh, never yeah. met him, but I can tell I'd love to meet him because him, right, you know, I've yeah. read his articles. He seems like a really level-headed guy and got oh, his head yeah. on straight. Yeah,
3: he's, he's super cool.
1: He just put a big Bushmaster together.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, It's uh, GP-123 powered on cans, I believe.
0: Some kind of light kit he put in. Yeah, he... he... Well, you know, uh, the guy from Northwest RC let me fly the one down at... at Tim? Yeah, Tim let me fly his at the Ice House. I I was hooked. I I I said, (laughs) can I buy this one? No. (laughs) He said, no. (laughs) Well, and
3: and I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. There was two of them. There was a there was the one that you flew, and then I think there was a yellow and black one. Well,
0: I didn't know they had a hundred and forty inch yellow and black. But it
3: may have been red. I, I it was a different. It was a different the other color.
0: Oh, okay. It's red and black and, and silver. Yeah. Seventy yeah. cc size. No, no. This so, was a, no, they, this
3: was another big one. There there used to be twins, and I haven't. And I know at one point they kind of passed them around. Right. Yo. Know,
0: yeah, cuz the one the one at Ice House wasn't even a production model. It was a pre-production model. Right. There was two of
3: those. And I don't know what happened to the second one, and I'm hoping somebody will tell us the story of what happened to the second one and where it's at.
0: Oh, uh, okay.
3: Because I hadn't seen it in 2
0: years. Well, I, I you know, since since I ordered one today, I was looking on Flying Giants and there's an article and I noticed that the new ones now have the quick-release uh-huh. on them, which that made me excited because right. after you have a quick-release airplane, you don't ever want to screw screws in. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, so, and then it also has the carbon fiber laminate on the, on the wood now. That, right. And the, the one that we flew at the Ice House was not that way. It was just Wood. Wood. But it hadn't broke. No, it hadn't broke. And they
3: have flown the absolute piss out of that airplane.
0: That surprised me. You know, I have a, uh, is it a Skyhawk, Sky... Skywing? It's, well, no, it's a, it's a pilot, but it's a high wing... The wolf. Skywolf. One. Skywolf, yeah. Skywolf. The one have... Roman has. Yep. Yeah. You know, it flies okay, but man, when you get that thing inverted, it blanks the elevator out. You can't do anything like a waterfall or anything in that... Bushmaster would. I mean, the inverted right. the elevator worked just the same as upright. And I've never flown a high wing airplane, airplane. Right. That had that ability. Yeah, that's gonna be
1: a cool airplane.
2: Yeah, super cool. Can I get a pull on that? No, oh, kidding. absolutely. No, no. Oh, that, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Richard. Yeah.
3: You'll get this guy over here wanting
1: one. Oh, man. I already
2: want one. I don't need to fly one. I already
1: want it. So well, waiting for him to buy a Kit Fox. Right. Yeah.
2: One of these days, man. Why do you think I took this crazy-ass corporate job, brother? <laughs>
4: right.
2: I got my eyes set on aviation.
3: <laughs> well, that's super cool. I'm looking forward to seeing that.
0: Yeah, uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, So
3: what... Uh. But, so, okay, it'll be a week to get here. What do you think? Uh, a couple of weeks to get it put together? I, I mean, I don't know how you build. I would bet he goes know, faster than
0: that. You know, I'm a binger. Uh, it may take me a couple of weeks to decide I'm going to build it. But when I decide it, it'll be ready in a day and a half, two days. And you got everything for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just I'll just dig in and my wife will get mad at me cuz I'm out in the garage too long. Yeah. But at least I get it done and then I'm done.
3: All right. I bet uh, that's your go-to for a while.
0: Yeah. Oh, I think it will be, you know, cuz part of what I fly the the 3D stuff is just to relax and enjoy, you know, be out with the guys and and, and so I I get my jollies off just doing touch and goes and mm, Yeah. And it was really cool down at the Ice House. I did a one wheel landing. Right. Kept one wheel as it rolled along the ground, took off again. You know, stuff like that. You know, I I get by with that just as well as I could do, you know, doing harrier rolls or Right. Whatever. Although I'd love to do that. That's that is my goal is sometime before I die learn how to do a Harrier roll. Right. Continuously. Well <laughs>
3: Will, you're up. Yeah. <laughs> you got Teach
0: any pointers him. there, Roy? Or Well,
2: (laughs) they said, "Do it."
0: Uh, Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) muscle memory, right?
2: He he he's
3: looking for direction on how to do it and how to get it started. And
1: I'm not really sure.
0: How'd you do your first one,
1: man? I learned. um, I grew up flying pattern a lot. I'm at. They called it JR Scat. It was Southern California Aerobatic Tournament or team or something. And um, I was doing a lot of point rolls and slow rolls. Right. And it just kind of hung into there, and that's where I just went with
0: it. Uh, okay. But well, now that, that's what I've read, and and you know, I, for a long time on on my uh, simulator, I yeah. try to do slow rolls. Well, and it's right. like
1: when <coughs> I learned how to do like inverted harriers, and um, regular harriers, I've always done them in and out from me. So, like when you're in an inverted Harrier flying away from yourself, the rudder's the same way. So, if you push it right, the airplane's going to go right. Right. So, that's how I learned how to do all that. And I just kind of put everything into one and just went through some airframes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And still doing it. I mean, steadily.
3: Well, steadily. (laughs)
1: uh, (laughs) <laughs> the
3: start of the season's been kind of rough. I'm not going to lie to you, but none of it's really been an airplane's fault. You know, it's just been kind of pushing envelopes a little bit. I feel like, well, like,
1: but I went through the pup, the Hellcat, and now the extra.
3: Right. Well, that's that's straight. one a year. I mean, yeah. But uh, doing that ta- doing that tail slide that you're I I have not seen one of your airplanes do that maneuver that well, and uh. some and somebody that can
0: take the airplane and literally back it down straight. Yeah, no, I was impressed. I, and I'll be honest, I was backing in. So all I heard was the Oh, the splat. The yeah. splat. <laughs> I thought, yeah. "Oh, no, I hope that's not well." And Oh, yeah. He <laughs> said, "Oh, yeah." But, <laughs>
3: but watching watching that particular maneuver,
1: I, I was impressed. I, yeah, I, it
0: was he was sliding it. It was coming back fast. T- yeah. It was like it was on a wall. Yeah.
1: Well my problem is I kept going up a little bit higher a little bit higher and then next thing I know six or seven times I've been doing this and I didn't even think about the motor getting hot. <laughs> <laughs> Got hot. <laughs> Got
4: hot.
3: <laughs> and uh, what all the uh, so that little simple deal I mean it broke the nose off the airplane. It it if you look at the situation it really was not that serious. Yeah. You know what it bent,
1: it bent both rods in the motor Both heads, both rods All new bearings and new rings It bent the rods? Yeah, yeah. It broke the heads off uh, when it hit on the stacks Oh, okay Yeah, it shoved <laughs> 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 And that motor was just rebuilt Five flights ago Yeah From it spitting the prop off Wow yeah. It spit the prop off and
3: he he went to idle but with no load and it was still running. It zinged, you know. So it it got new pistons on that deal and one new jug on that deal. uh, And it and a hub <laughs> and it literally had five flights on it and went right back. Like, Gerhardt was like this shit was here like three weeks ago.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He said, I don't even need your card number. It's already on file. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And I I know the exploration date hasn't ended, huh? Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) You know, but, uh,
3: but again, if you're going to, if you're going to push and uh, that's one thing that I do give Will is he's going to put on a show. Right. You know, and, and that's learning the airplane, learning the, the edge of the airplane, and he found it. You know, I mean, shit happens.
0: Yeah, well, in the same way in racing, you know, uh, we lose a lot of airframes uh, to bad air. Um, we lose a lot of airplanes to mid airs because, you know,
1: bad airs and mid airs. Right, <laughs> airs and
0: mid airs. So, um, yeah, my racing partner this last weekend out in Phoenix, he was on a fishing trip. So I got his airplanes inspected and ready for him. And he flew in Friday night. And so his first flight was Saturday morning before the race started. And he took his first airplane off. And somebody else took off after it was he was coming around for the third lap and just kind of climbed up. And he flew right through. Uh, I mean, one airplane's going 70 miles an hour, the other airplane's going 200. Done. Neither one saw each other. So it was nobody's fault. Right. But done. Uh (laughs) And then his his next airplane was an airplane that had little teeny wing servos in it, and they don't like high vibration. It works good for gliders, but they don't like the vibration of, you know, 30,000 RPM motors. Right. Right. And so one aileron locked full down. Ooh. (laughs) And we don't have enough throat over, over or correct for that. Right. It went in. So... Uh, so hugger, basically man. two flights in the morning before the race even started, he was done for the weekend out of airplanes, out of airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Sounds like <laughs> my luck. <laughs> so, you know, that, that crap happens, you know, right. it's just part of the game. Looks
2: like I'm spectating. Who's got a
3: beer? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: he was so nonchalant about that. Out of
0: airplanes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so what are some big, uh, maintenance that you have to do the pylon racers
0: well the main thing is uh, you know you got to keep your motors clean um, you keep the car the the carbon and varnish out of them because um, the varnish doesn't transfer heat as good as clean metal so it's important to keep the carbon out of them or the varnish um, and other than that just just making sure your airframes are airworthy I mean you got to look for cracks in the spars um, you know, because well, there's just no margin for error. If if you crash an airplane and it breaks the spar, you'll never get it fixed.
3: Yeah, it's done.
0: It, it's done because they're already so close to breaking when they're in good shape that uh, <laughs> 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 they're not going to so, make it when it's uh, not.
3: So, well, like, what's a what's an engine uh, a general? engine maintenance you pull so you get home from a race you you take the engine off you pull cylinder head you pull a sleeve and piston you clean it all and you oil it and you put it back together
0: or no i have a rule that if an engine's running good don't ever don't take it apart while it's running good so normally when i get back from a race uh i'll i'll clean the engine I'll oil it up well and put it in a baggie um now once that engine's had fifteen twenty runs on it, then I may take the head off of it, pull the sleeve, clean the top of the piston, clean the head. Um, now, one thing that we do have on the jet engines, it has a head button. So, those are cheap. They're $15. So, I usually just throw the head button away and put a new head button on. I don't even clean them. But... Now Nelson, that's another deal because their heads all integral and it's like 50, 60 bucks a head. So gotcha. You don't just throw them away, but right. Um, you know that's the main thing—just keeping them clean. Uh, a lot of people will try to between fifty and seventy runs change the rod out because the rods are suspect. I mean, you're running into thirty thousand RPM. The rods, the first, the weakest link.
3: Right. Have, so. so, and I already know this answer. I, I know that you've had one let go at one point in your time. What uh, What is the destruction level inside the engine when that happens? Is it, I mean, is... Uh, oh, it,
0: it, it can go from being nothing more than cleaning out a few chips and replacing that one part to every single thing in the engine, including the case, is gone.
1: So you just buy an engine.
0: Just, it's better just to buy an engine because, I mean, <laughs> and it, it's no rhyme or reason, um there's all kinds of weird stories uh there's a guy in australia that bought a new jet engine and it backfired on him and it broke the pin on the crank and drove the bottom of the of the uh connecting rod out the bottom of the case of the, of the. <laughs> holy shit and and so you know there's just all kinds of, you, you can't even imagine the failures that we that you Can see. I've seen heads break off. I've seen noses break off. Um, There's all kinds of weird things happen with an engine, and it's crapshoot. I mean, one guy can go into the cement at full speed and clean the engine up and be racing it the next day. The other guy goes in the cement and he has to buy a new engine because the crank's bent, the the case is bent. You know, so it's I actually had a, I had I hit the asphalt of the Nats several years ago so hard that it drew it drove the wrist pin in the piston through the sleeve. Whoa. Sudden stoppage. Sudden stoppage. (laughs) That's crazy. So, there's all kinds of failures. Uh, It's really amazing if those motors stay together like they do.
3: When you're on the ragged edge, I mean, and that's where you have to be if you're going to be competitive,
0: is on the ragged edge. Right. You know, boy. (laughs) Yeah. But on the other hand, you know, uh, people ask how long do motors last? well the newest motor i have is eight years old so and i have i have seven motors and all seven of them are good race motors and you know i just i just keep them up a lot of times if it's a good sleeve i'll fit a new piston to it otherwise we replace sleeves and pistons but as long as you don't hit the pavement um what we have now is really reliable um I raced all, we raced 10 rounds with two practice heats, so that's 12 rounds, and Phoenix, and I used one uh, one glow plug, it was still glowing when I finished, so you know, everything is really reliable um, compared to years ago, you know, every run was a new glow, glow plug you know if an engine lasted a whole contest you're doing really good and now if i don't get 200 runs out of an engine i'm pissed <laughs> yeah <laughs> so wh-
3: when you when you travel you obviously take two airplanes or more you right.
0: know i I used to take 3
3: uh how many uh, so each airplane has an engine obviously ready to run right do you take a couple of backup engines or do you like take your whole collection with you when you go oh or? no
0: no no because there's not enough time to practice i mean it's kind of like information overload is you know you're only going to get 4 or 5 practice flights so you can't test 5 engines in four practice and, you know right so you kind of say okay i'm going to go with these 3 you take the three hottest. You take the three you think are your best, <laughs> and then, then you go with that. Um,
3: well, with with your newest one being eight years old, obviously you know which three to take. So.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and and I'll be honest. Uh, after so many years of working with the engines, almost all my engines uh, are. I Con- would race consistent level. Yeah. Cause uh, I, I, if they don't meet that level, I'd start changing parts or, you know, if they don't come up to the race level, then I'm going to start changing parts anyway. Right. So, uh, so
3: have you ever thought about buying a new one just to, just to have, uh, just to, just to put a new one in the market or in the,
0: actually, that's funny. I, I just talked to dub last week <laughs> and, and I said, dub, I, I want to order a new engine. He says, you don't need one. I said, yeah, I want a brand new one. I've, I've, It's been ages since I had a. Matter of fact, I can't remember the last brand new engine I ever had because a lot of times, uh, I'll hit the ground or something, and the crank will still be good. So we'll just you take another case, and we'll move parts over, and so almost all my engines have been parts babies. Right. And so I actually ordered a brand complete brand new engine the other day. It was first one in a long, long time. Huh so uh,
3: so on on a deal like that, you you'll just put it in a put it in a bird and send it.
0: there's no oh no, I got to break it in, get it prepped, and then you know you have to uh, you can't really break it in on the ground uh like in the air, so you have to run several tanks through it on the ground, and then you need to run several tanks through it in the air with it rich right, and you just progressively every flight come in and like a quarter turn on the needle until it there's about four stages of the pipe and you're not really going to win races until you hit that fourth stage so if you, they go really fast on the third stage uh-huh. but you know when you hit that fourth <laughs> <point>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you, can, you can hear it zing. oh yeah yeah it gets <laughs> it, it finds its happy place
3: right well that's cool i mean I, it Again, it's, it's some history, you know, that uh, that a lot of people probably don't think about when it comes to RC World is, is pylon racing. I mean, it's still out there, and it
0: sounds like it's going strong. Well, I was going to say, you know, it is. It's still going strong. We are the biggest SIG that AMA has. Um, we've done a lot of good things. Uh, the AMA Scholarship Fund uh i think we're within a thousand dollars of having it totally funded so self-supporting and that's all been due to pylon racers that's kind of a project that we took on to say okay we're going to make sure that there's scholarships for people that are fly rc airplanes that want to go to college so right Um, you know that's one of the things that's been accomplished uh but yeah it's it's a pretty big community and you know over the years anybody that's been in rc for a long time has dabbled in it here or there right um, when i when i was in college i barely had enough to buy a dozen eggs a deal of chorizo and five things of top ramen so right yeah <laughs> all right, all right. full so, circle so yeah <laughs> I, I used to go out and help judge at races they had in Nampa, idaho so you know i always wanted to do it and it wasn't until about 1980 what about 87 88 87 i think was the first time i my first race with the Nats in lubbock texas
1: huh is that where you grew up idaho
0: no i grew up in the northwest up in the uh, north of portland oregon a little town called battleground hmm. So, but I went to school in Napa, Idaho. Got gotcha. you.
3: Well, that's a, I I mean, when you when you start talking about history lessons, man, you 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 got to go find the old guy at the flying field and. You oh know, yeah.
0: Just. Well, you know, there's there's one thing that that for me has been special through RC. Is it seems like no matter where I've been, whether it was Oklahoma City or up in the portland vancouver area or in napa idaho there was always that one guy that kind of held the rc community together and there was a guy in napa idaho his name was wayne stanford that uh that had a <clears throat> he had a hobby shop in a dime store and he knew that walmart was coming in so he sold his store before it was worth nothing right right And he moved all his hobby shop to his basement. But he knew I was a college kid and living in the dorm, so he'd let me come over to his house and hang out and build airplanes in his basement. And so, you know, that's one of the things that I've always kind of had a rule about, hey, you know what, I wouldn't have got to do and have all this fun if someone hadn't helped me. Right. So now it's my turn to pass it on. So, you know, I'm, I'm at the stage now where I try to, you know, think, you know, I have to overlook some of the immaturity of some of the younger people. Right. And say, you know, I was probably worse than they were. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we're all headed to Richard's basement. Right. Some airplanes. That's right. what I
2: heard.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well. You said the bar high.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: I, I, I can honestly tell you, my dad always spoke very highly of you you know and he considered you a good friend of his you know and i understand that you know later in life everybody's busy living their life you know and he did too man he that guy he sat right here where we're sitting and built airplanes
0: oh i know I, i i've been sitting right in here back years ago right uh and i always respected your dad i thought he he did a lot for the hobby
3: well, he tried. I mean, he he may have done it in his arrogant asshole ways, but,
0: you know, he I, I think well, that... Everybody has one, though, Clint.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but uh, he he always damn sure talked highly of you, you know, and, and uh, I damn sure appreciate you coming and hanging out with us. Yo. Oh,
0: that's a lot of fun. I look forward to doing it again sometime.
3: Uh, absolutely.
2: It won't be too long. This has been good, man. Yeah. I've enjoyed every bit of this.
1: Man, I always got, got a, a list. Have you flown at Whittier Narrows? Yes, I have. Man, at where? Whittier. Whittier Narrows. I, it's I'm a sorry, field in California. They got a gun range to the right. Yeah. And a chain link bike trail, like yeah. right in front. Well, I t boned <laughs> <laughs>
4: the chain link fence
1: on the bike trail. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, yeah.
3: Well, why does that not? Well, with what?
0: So, what's really embarrassing is when you land in the gun range, you have to go over there and ask everybody <laughs> to stop shooting. Yeah. To <laughs> <laughs> you get your airplane. Yeah. yeah. And then what? You
1: got like the 605 freeway to the left?
0: Yep. yep. Yeah. I, I will tell you this, though the fastest air in America is in Whittier Narrows. I don't it's nice know whether it's because too. of all the trees and the oxygen level, but most all the records have been set at Whittier.
1: Well, I know growing up, uh, because I always flew south of there a little bit. Um, Growing up, they were always talking about pylon racing to Whittier and there. Yes. Or they would go out to Rabbit Dry Lake and do
0: the Giant Scale. Right. Which, that's pretty wild. Yeah. But. Well, the cool part is that Whittier is they got those stinking cars that. Yeah, you the hear, te- tether line cars. Yeah, tether line cars. You hear whoa, whoa, whoa,
4: whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just get wound
0: up. <laughs> they get. They just keep winding. Yeah. <laughs> See, there's crazy. there's so many
3: aspects. I've never heard of a tether line car. Oh, dude, you tie it to a pole and you let her go. Yeah. So <laughs> kind of like a you control airplane, except for you got a pole. One you like. don't want to be. near. You this. don't want to be near it because they go like
0: 200 <laughs> miles an hour on them. On what, a, a 40, 50-point Yeah.
3: Could you imagine if the fucking str- string broke?
0: <laughs> oh,
4: yeah. They, they would jet <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah. That's <laughs> something I'm going to have to look up right there is I, I, I You never heard of it?
1: Never heard of it. Oh, tether God.
2: ball on cracks, son.
1: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they sound awesome. It's like a pulse jet sound. Right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. The
3: only place in California, uh, so we lived in California for a year. In 1996 and 1997, we flew at Hanford. Oh, okay. Is, and it was right smack in the middle of a cornfield. And when the corn got tall, you had to know how to land. Oh, yeah. But other, that's the only place I ever flew out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Whittier is really tough for pylon because, like Will said, you got airplanes <laughs> that, that glide a long, long ways, so you actually have to take it out over what we call the jungle. <laughs> and then you have to come in and go around the big, huge trees and come over the wall of the of the, shooting range and yet still yeah. drop down and get on the runway.
1: So. And the runway is short. <laughs> like, yeah. it's shorter than Baxter's.
4: Yeah,
0: it is shorter than Baxter's.
3: Dude, that shit went sailing by us at Baxter. I can only imagine trying to get one shut down on a short runway. Oh, at-
1: when a freeway, a bike trail, and a gun range. Yeah. It's
4: it's tight. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
3: I'm more interested in this pole car. That's gonna
0: be good. Yeah, look it up on YouTube. I'm sure the I mean I haven't ever looked it up, but I can't imagine they wouldn't have it.
3: Right. Yeah, I, I, I never knew of such a thing.
1: Had no idea. <laughs> what are they called? Tether
0: Tether car. Tether car, yeah. Huh. That's nuts. Oh
3: man. Are you going to do the list or am I? I don't care. You do it. I did it last week.
2: All right, you did. So I'm going to start at the bottom, working my way to the top.
3: Perfect. I'm in.
2: So we got Mike Sterling at Full Throttle RC South, man. Also check out uh, old... Chris Barton. Yep, Chris Barton and... Uh, Donnie. Donnie. Donnie Friesen. Please. That's it, man. Need a little help. And then we got Michael Silla, Bluebird Servos. You need some servos? That's a guy to check out. Oh, Jeff Mitchell at Red Wing RC, man. Go check out his website. That cat has a ton of stuff. Absolutely. It kind of blew my mind. I wasn't expecting that much of an inventory. And then our uh, friends over at Valley View RC, they hooked me up on a couple of things, took care of me on a DLE uh, engine build. Worked great. If you need parts for a DLE, that's the place to go.
3: I'm about to order a muffler from them.
2: Our good buddy Joe Vermillion over at Balsa USA. Everybody's in a building mood. Might as well go check out what they've got. We got Kirk Sider at Holy Smokes. If you need a smoke pump, that's your cat, man. You got Jason Duran at RC Batteries USA and also ZDZ Engines. Make sure and look in the show notes. We got some discount codes to help you out there. We got Eric Kendall at Smoke and Okey. So you need some uh, smoke injectors, that's your guy, man. He grew up here in Duncan, Oklahoma. Yeah, born and raised in Duncan. Now he lives in Montana. Right. He severely improved his predicament yeah
3: well, I, I was talking to him the other day i said man you need to get your ass down here for the duncan fun fly
2: i think he's gonna try to make it i think we're all kind of twisting on him a little bit
3: i might send him some gas money
2: oh yeah and then we got old bjorn at rmj machine works man one-off rings what can i say absolutely with the tightest tolerances it's what you need uh tomas wieland at legend hobby man i've got a yak that it that uh he sent us, got it built. We're getting ready to fly it, do some video cool stuff on that. So stay tuned for that. Our good friends over at Buddy RC, man. So big thing they got, man, is those sunny sky motors that are absolutely amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And eye chargers, everyone you could ever want, man. Yep. Not eye chargers. ISDT. ISDT. There you go.
3: And eye chargers. They do keep those too. I think
2: they do. And then our good buddy Jason Donhockel at Fortitude RC.
3: Can't forget Big Bird.
2: Yep. Can't say enough about that guy.
3: I, that guy, if if you have never sat down and had a conversation with anybody, you have got to sit down and talk to Jason Donhockel, man. You will walk away from that guy feeling like a million bucks. That's it, Because he knows how to push.
2: I almost get a weekly pep talk from that guy. <laughs> Not going to lie.
3: Great people, man. We appreciate
0: everybody.
2: For sure. Well, man, I think that's going to do it for this week man richard thanks for stopping in man uh,
0: thank you guys for letting me hang out for a while oh absolutely yeah, man. we look
2: forward to it again and our guest host yeah will, will over there job, man, man, jumping in there
3: don't forget justin sitting over here in the corner he's right. been with us all evening
2: he doesn't have a microphone he don't
3: right know. he's just wanted to sit and hang out like, hey
2: man you want a mic he's like no
4: <laughs>
3: spectating all right guys have a good week we'll see you next week
4: everybody
0: this is the